What's up, everybody? It's your boy Jonathan Brown back with another episode of Reality Roundtable. I got my homeboy Lathan with me. You know, we're going to talk about a few things today. Fair warning if you are overly sensitive, I advise you to not listen to this episode. <laughs> that's your fair warning. So if you listen to this episode and you get offended, that's your fault. <laughs> exactly. Lathan, uh, introduce yourself, Lathan. My bad. Your name's Ahmad. <laughs> Yeah, first name, my Lathan, college student. Don't tell my university information. People already reported me one time for being too controversial on social media. So I keep that on the, on the low right now. But yeah, just talk about a lot of stuff, politics, whatever is going on in the world, celebrity stuff sometimes, any and everything. And I'm very controversial. Man, I've been known as controversial when I was in college too, man. <laughs> so I think that's that's why I really do connect with you on some things, not everything though, not everything. <laughs> but when I don't agree with you on something, usually I'll DM you. Like I'm not gonna call you out in public because you know I got a code of conduct about that. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, everything ain't for public consumption, but this episode is though. <laughs> But let's get right into it, man. Before this episode, I was listening to the godfather himself, Kevin Samuels. <laughs> now, what is it about Kevin Samuels that draws you to him? Kevin, Kevin, he kind of reminds me a lot of myself. Like, he's very straight, <laughs> straight to the point, no BS, going to tell you how it is, not worried about your feelings, but he's he going to tell you the truth, but... I really didn't even know about him like that. I saw another YouTuber post to him. Then I'm mm -hmm. like, who is that? I watch some of his videos. I'm like, I really connect with a lot of this stuff he speaks about. And he's a smooth dude, stays fancy, dressed up. Uh, and I respect him a lot for not really changing up as far as his notoriety expanding more and more each, each and every day. Ew, man. I got introduced to Kevin through uh, Instagram. Okay. Yeah, when the spiritual word had posted about him. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know, that whole um, that whole situation where he's talking about the woman, she was, where people say that she was an average woman at best. Mind you, at first, Kevin didn't even call her that. He asked the woman to rate herself, and she yeah. gave herself a five. Yeah, she said she, said she was – no, she, she said she was a six – and then he six said... Six with makeup on. Six yeah. with makeup on. Six dead up. Yep. But then she then called herself a five. So basically she called herself average. But she said she wanted a dude who makes six figures and she cannot submit to a man who doesn't make more than her. Yeah. Mind you, like Kevin had asked her like, why would a like what value could you bring to a man that you want? And all she could say is, I can help him with his business. Mind you, if you mind you, like if he already if he's already making that type of money, he kind of probably don't need your help at that time. Exactly. I mean, it'd be welcome, but more likely he doesn't need it at the time. And then she also said that she plants her own garden. Which could be, which could be good. I'm not, I'm not even gonna discount that. Like Kevin, Kevin kind of discounted that, so I'm not even gonna discount that. Like he did, that could be good because you know, with the whole, food, if there's ever a food shortage, she got you. But mind you, she has a 12 year old son too. 
Yeah. And a man, the type of man that she wants has more options than her. Yeah, way more options. So, like, like, if you're going to come with something like that, you need something to offset whatever, whatever quote-unquote baggage. I don't want to say baggage because kids are a blessing. But whatever, whatever you're bringing to the table, you need something to offset that. And when Kevin asked what, what could she bring to help a man like that, she couldn't really, like, name anything that would, you know, offset whatever she was bringing to the table. What are your thoughts on that? My thing is the connection with the looks and everything was able to bring to the table kind of said it all. Because if she was like a nine ten, that could that could adjust her in that range that a guy might might not care too much about the kid for real or what's going on with her baby's father. But she's a five, six in that range and whatever she was talking about her business and stuff and helping out like that guy, like you were saying, that guy, he's already he's gonna have his stuff on top. He's probably already got an assistant if he's making six figures. So you don't really need her to help in that manner, but in her being 35 too, she's 35 years old. Oh, I didn't even know her age. Yeah, she's 35 years old with a teenage son. I think what's wrong with it is she don't know the valuable differences between men and women, mm-hmm. and that that money we don't care. At least most dudes. At least bring a little something. Yeah, right. like like we we're not about to be carrying dead weight now. Yeah, no, no, no dead weight. But as far as her, okay, you make six figures. That's cool. But what else? Like you, you was five six average in that range. Mm-hmm. Got a son. He's always gonna be first. People taking care of their own children, not kind of mixing in other people's stuff and and disrupting that relationship first. Now the son should be first. Let, let's like let's let's yeah. make that clear. Like the son should come first. Yeah. But like you said, like the man has other options that he can pursue. So like if you knowing that you have other options, knowing that that man has other options, you need to be you need to bring something to the table, to where he to where even though he has those other options, he does actually take a look at you. Yeah. And. Well, my thing about Kevin is why I keep watching his videos. He'll actually hold both genders accountable. Like he'll and like when he talks to women, he's not out here trying to sugarcoat it. He's not out here telling them, "Oh, like no matter even if the dude, even if she messes up, it's the dude's fault." You know, none of that Derek Jackson type stuff. <laughs> Lord knows, I Lord, oh God, mm, Derek Jackson, ooh, that dude. He, he leads a lot of people astray. Yeah, he leads a lot of people astray. And I think that's a problem with 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 the world today. A lot a lot of people I wouldn't say like to be led astray. They like to be told the truth of what they think well what they think their version of the truth is. Yeah. Because I remember I saw somewhere it said the truth don't care who tell it. But say like you might be telling somebody the truth, but if they don't like you personally they won't believe you, more than likely. That's exactly what happened with that Kevin Samuels. 
Like they didn't like him. They didn't like his tone and stuff like that's all they were talking about. He didn't have to curse at her. He didn't have, but the thing that he was saying was it was what she wanted to hear. She called into his show on the wrong day. On the wrong day. And he said, he said, this is gonna be a lesson. I'm gonna use you as a as an example. And he did that and the whole world got mad. And mind you, before he even got to that point, he like, man, please don't make me do it. He really didn't want to do it. No. <laughs> and she didn't. like, and then she just said, okay, just go ahead and say it. She may not have said it exactly like that. I'm paraphrasing. But he didn't he didn't want to have to go there, but she asked for it. But no, nah, say like, and this the thing with Derek is you can clearly tell he's pandering. All you gotta do is like look at the titles of his videos. Why he doesn't do this what he thinks is either like most of his videos have the word he or him in it i mean think about it and mind you like i see Derek. so i actually respect his hustle i'm not even gonna lie i respect i respect his hustle because i don't even think he believes the stuff he says (laughs) (laughs) i honestly don't think he believes it i mean think about it like this dude's married i hope his relationship is going good i hope so but think about it, like, you ever seen somebody say, oh, man, like, my relationship got better because I listened to Derrick Jackson, or they got into a relationship because they listened to Derrick Jackson. I've never heard that. No. Now, I've, I've heard that with Kevin. I've heard, I've heard a, a, a couple people say that, you know, Kevin's helped them in that area. Yeah, with Derrick, I've never even watched one of his videos. The only thing I've watched was somebody react to his video, and the dude, he's a smart guy. He know what audience he needs to direct his attention to and whatever resources he puts into his services with his YouTube or whatever, he knows black women is, that's his audience. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he tells them what they want to hear, not what they need to hear. And that's easy. That's easy. He probably making hella bread off of them. A lot of bread off of them. It's, it's just too easy. That's why I respect his hustle, but I don't agree with whatever he's saying, really. But he gonna get his. They gonna keep mm-hmm. listening to him, and and he's not gonna make a difference in a lot of pe- people's lives. He's just gonna keep on stroking that ego, giving them what they want to hear, and not telling them the direct truth like Kevin does. Yo, I'll give you an example of when I had made a comment. It wasn't even nowhere near like Derrick Jackson's. But it got it got a bunch of traction. Is when is when uh the WNBA season was happening and Taylor Cooper was playing. <laughs> and um somebody and like there was a viral tweet about her. And then I had quoted the tweet. I said, Well, if y'all support her, she plays at this time. It came off as like kind of feminist, but that was not the attention of the tweet at all. When I tell you that tweet went viral. Like, literally had over a million impressions, bro. <laughs> like, literally over a million people, I think over a million people have, like, interacted with a tweet in some way, shape, or form. Dang. <laughs> and that's my biggest tweet ever. And that's because, you know, it came off as quote-unquote feminist. And yeah. I think, and I think, I think, like, there's a good mark, like, there's a market for people who want to make money, and you want to go in there. But, I don't necessarily agree with it. Yeah. It is a big market. You are absolutely the market is humongous. <laughs> Shoot, yeah. Especially I, if you 
especially if you're blaming black men for everything. Oh, yeah. Ooh, ooh there's a mark. I mean, think about the people in academia, black academia. Oh, God. Like, oh, that's yeah. terrible. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Say, like, you could t- most of the time you can tell who these people are if they got pronouns in the bio, if they got BLM in the bio. <laughs> and some other radical stuff that nobody even knows about. You just, especially divest Twitter, like, those people, if they got pro, pro women, pro black women, womanist, feminist, any of that stuff, Miss Andrews, they openly say they hate men, but they want to sleep with men. So I don't, I don't get that kind of balance right there. These people, they're out there and they're open with it, but I never agree with their ideology. That's just, but it's a market out there. If people, if women, have, who have a low self-esteem, who don't really have no path, really, or they don't have any guidance at all in their lives, who go on social media and click through and you'll find some people. They're going to lead you somewhere, but it might not be the right path, but they're going to lead you somewhere. Wherever, wherever they going, that's who they lead their people to. Yo, you know what? I'm not even going to put all the blame on women. I'm going to put the, some of the blame on these weak dudes, too, man. These okay. weak dudes, these weak dudes out here, man. And it's like dudes who be going along with stuff like that. And yeah. not noticing, like, dude, you know you're talking about yourself too, right? Yeah. That's what yeah. I don't get. Oh, men are trash. I'm like, aren't you a dude too? Or, or like Like something you trying to tell us? <laughs> yeah. They just want to hop on the rodeo so they can get in. Those those be the, the dudes they need to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Go along with it because they just trying to get in the house. Mm-hmm. Get through the door, get in and stay in. They don't. They don't care about whatever your movement got going on. They just trying to get on the rodeo so they can join the show and get what they want at the end of the day. It's just something, and you know, something's at an all time high right now. And you know, I, I can't stand it, man. We we got to bring real men back, bro. Exactly. We, we got we got to do something, man. Because twenty twenty has been the year of the simp. It has. I remember I saw one of my homeboys said, he's like, man, when am I ever going to find a girl? I literally had to, I literally DM him. I'm like, yo, bro, man, stop, stop simping, bro. Like, this is not the way to go. Like, you doing that, like, that's going to make women look at you in a negative light. Yeah, you got to focus on your purpose, whatever you got going on. Yeah, come. You ain't got to, like, oh, I need a girl. I need this, I need that. They going to come at the end of the day. You're going to attract somebody. You ain't going to get all the girls in the world. Nobody's that player, unless you're nah. a millionaire. So a lot of these dudes like that, they don't want to work for nothing, and they they don't really focus on doing something productive. It's just like women, women, women. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That brings me to another point. Like I was listening, I was listening to the uh, Roommates show today. It was the best of 2020 episodes, and uh, Alpha Male Strategies was on there. And he talked about, like, how he'll tell dudes to go 30 days without talking to women and just focus on yourself, get on your grind. Because at the end of the day, you need to learn how to be happy without women. And then after you find that happiness without women for those 30 days, excuse me, for those 30 days, then you go talk to them. Because once you find that happiness without them, then whether she's interested in you or not, you're not really phased by that then. Yeah, because you didn't got yourself together. Yeah, I agree with that. A lot of these dudes—they're not happy being alone. They're having 
their moms, their the aunts, grandmas, some some female in their family, they're used to them just being around and they're not used to being alone and focusing on doing something productive like I was saying earlier. And I feel like that's a good idea. So maybe maybe longer. Some dudes might need longer than 30 days. Some dudes might need two, three weeks to get their hair right. Two, three but, weeks, that's shorter than 30 days. <laughs> I know, but you can cut it. Some people, they don't need all that time. Some some people might go crazy all that time alone, especially in times like these. Shoot, man. I'm just saying, but in times like these, this is actually the perfect time to actually get something started for yourself. Right. Speaking of getting something started for yourself, talk about the True Reflection podcast that you host. Right now, trying to stay consistent with it, but came about it oof, earlier this year. Like, man, I need to do something. I always wanted to have my own podcast. I was going to do it on campus. Campus shut down as soon as the COVID stuff came in. Like, I'm going to go ahead and start it on myself. Had a bunch of people I was cool with come on, have solid conversations. And then I just fell off of it. I don't know how, just fell off the cliff of it. Then came right back. Now, trying to kind of put my vision into it and not try to rush myself into making a whole bunch of moves and not being fully into it and prepared. Because I want to turn it into a YouTube type thing, but I don't want to do it until I stay consistent with the Anchor and Spotify, Apple. Stay consistent with that first and then transfer over as long as I trust myself and staying consistent with it then to put my all into something. Shoot, man, I, I definitely feel that because, you know, if you're not consistent with it, then you won't be able to build, like, a consistent audience. You won't really get the results that you really want. And uh, I've been through that, too, because there was one point in time where, like, I like I had started, I had did, like, two episodes right after my junior year of college, and then, like, I took, like, the whole summer off. And then, like, I came back and to do it, and it was hard to, like, build an audience that way. And then, like, there was like another spell where I didn't like do episodes, but then there was like one point where it was like four or five weeks in a row where I had just dropped a new episode every week. And, you know, I started to see my audience, you know, steadily grow. But, you know, like, like you said, like I'm trying to stay even more, I'm trying to stay consistent as well, you know, especially, you know, with, you know, with the whole new year coming up and, you know, it's not even like the new year. It's not even the new year coming up. That's like really making me like want to do it. It's just that you know, I just want, I just want better for myself, yeah, really. Okay. And it's like I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna lie. Like, like there are activities I do that you know, I, I try to like occupy my time with. Say like whether it's like doing this or reading books or working on a project that I'm trying to have. Hopefully that's out in August. Can't really speak too much about that, but. Like, at the end of the day, it's really about bettering yourself. Like, what are some activities that you do to try to better yourself? I say, like, cooking and baking as far as me putting my all into something and showing my work afterwards. Mm -hmm. I just, yeah. If in high school, I took culinary. I like hooping, too. Just to stay in shape. Shoot, man. Speaking of staying in shape, shoot. You know, I be in the gym. I be in the gym constantly now, too. You know, and that that gets me into another thing that Kevin was talking about. He like when you meet a woman, 
you want to make a good first impression. And the first impression that you make isn't what you say, it's how you look. And you want to be able to present yourself with the, and you want to be able to present yourself and put your best foot forward when you see, you know, when she sees you. And he tells, and he tells women that too. He tells men and women to, you know, stay in shape. He's not telling you to be like the strongest person out there. He just wants you to be in shape and not be out here looking sloppy with it. That's all. Facts. Yeah, that's what that's what I like about. He's he's harder on us. Like he like he tell men, don't need to be worried about no woman. She shouldn't be worried about you. Instead, you can work. 60 plus hours a week and get your money right and get yourself right and change up your whole wardrobe and focus on doing your work instead of trying to tell them what they need. And my thing is like the way you think, it's not the way that a typical college student thinks. Like how did you not get sucked into the typical college way of thinking? Like how did you not get indoctrinated? (laughs) (laughs) True. I was kind of like this already before I even hopped in. I'm not even gonna lie, but I wasn't as vocal about it. I was not even interested in stuff like this, really, as far as what we're talking about right now and political stuff like that. I was not all the way into it, but I had my own strong positions and views about stuff. And people, they people, high school people always call me a phobic and ist and all this other stuff, but I wasn't really tripping over it. And mm-hmm. people like, oh, I don't mess with I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm not tripping. I never mm-hmm. even tripped over that stuff. Then I came in the college scene, it, it was like more vibrant out in the open. And it wasn't no, you can go back home and take weeks off and stuff like that. And it's like, you stand in this, in this zone with these type of people is no, like I was saying, yeah, you can't really escape that environment. You you were there. This is the environment. There's no changing it. It's kind of like I had to adjust to it because I am very outspoken, but I don't try to make people feel some type of way about certain things. So it's like we'll have conversations at the table and stuff. I'll stay my views on whether it's abortion or LGBT or whatever, men and women, relationships, stuff like that. I state my views. And people, they, they didn't really take offense to it like that in person. But as soon as I brought it on the Twitter scene, then it made people feel some type of way. And I started being vocal about it after watching a bunch of YouTubers and stuff and getting my knowledge on about it and kind of picking up my own type of views of around certain things instead of regurgitating their talking points. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, they was blocking me and following me. Now I was, I was kind of down on like, dang, that's how they really feel. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, I'm a, I'm a speak my mind, whatever, whatever happens, happens. And yeah. <laughs> I, I stay consistent with it. Shoot, man, it's all right, bro. I'm blocked by Ava DuVernay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Like, mind you, like, I'm I'm kind of vocal on Twitter, too. I'm not as vocal as you. I mean, you even kind of went viral a couple times <laughs> on Twitter for, for some of the stuff you say. But, like, what makes you, like, just want to keep, like, putting your views out there, even though, you know, you do get a lot of pushback? Because Twitter is really a lynch mob mentality. Yeah. I say 
that nobody else is going to speak on it, so I might as well. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, they kind of, oh, I don't want nobody to make fun of me. I don't want nobody to tell this person, tell my mama, tell my pops. Like, my thing is, if you got something to say, say it, whether it's, it's wrong or it's right. And a lot of certain stuff, a lot of people, even in my age bracket, I, I kind of feel like I speak for my age bracket because a lot of them, they're into this leftist radical stuff and nobody else on that kind of back burner or in that middle range is really speaking on certain things and people older than us <laughs> not really speaking about certain things and it's like if somebody's gonna speak on it i might as well because shoot somebody has to tell the truth and put it out there and bring the world to a point where it's not oh you got to be this way or that way and if you don't do this you're islamophobic and stuff like that that's that's really my my goal is to kill all, all of this unnecessary rhetoric that's running on shaming people for just being normal now with me like i'll state my views like I don't care what people think about my views, but here's the thing, like, I'm not going to say nothing if it's not rooted in truth, though. Because, like, when I do state my views, it's, like, I'm, no one's ever called me a liar. Like, that that's my thing. Like, they'll say, oh, you're this, you're that, but they won't say that you're lying. And that's yeah. my thing. Like, do you have a problem? Like, what what is your problem? Is your problem the fact that I'm telling the truth, or is it just the fact that I said it? And you don't want the truth out there. Yeah. I think it's a lot of that. They'll call you this name, that name, every name in the book. They will never say you're lying. You're not telling them. They won't bring any statistics and none of that. They'll say, oh, what about context? I'm like, am I lying, though? I don't ever question them that, but because they always go to shaming tactics and name mm -hmm. like that but you're right they'll never say you're a liar they'll go straight for your juggler and just try to finish you off that way just if you bow down enough i wouldn't even say that's a juggler that's just the last that's just the last resort tactic right there yeah. and mind you like I've, I've been called all types of phobic massage i've been called that too so it, it don't phase me man. Yeah. yeah and I will say this about Twitter. The one positive thing about Twitter is the Faithful Black Men Association Twitter account. Now that, because you know, black men don't cheat. We don't. No. But, but I, I will say like, that's that's like one of the one constant pages on there that actually uplifts black men and black women as a collective, as a unit. Because yeah. if you let all these other people, especially these people who are I will say college indoctrinated. Somehow I didn't get indoctrinated by it, but you know, <laughs> I will say that, you know, when it comes to stuff like that, can I forget? I didn't lost my train of thought. <laughs> what was I saying? Saying, um, as far as the black man. Oh yeah, yeah. I will say that I mean it's just nice to to have, you know, a page where you're not always being bashed all the time. Exactly. Especially especially when it comes to this whole protect black women thing. Think about it, like 
the dudes who you're bashing about protecting black women are actually the ones protecting black women. Like, we don't have to come on and say it all the time. And here's the thing, like, a lot of people don't know this, but there's been two instances where black women have been pulled over by the police. And I've literally stopped what I was doing to make sure they made it out of that encounter straight. But I don't have to come on social media and brag about that, though. That's just, that's just you know, that's just instinct as a black man. But that's common courtesy. Mm-hmm. And, like, they don't even know what's behind the screen, but they say, oh, nobody's protecting us. No, nobody's protecting you as an individual. Who knows what all these other black women are going through and who's around their friends or family or anybody else who have protected them in certain situations or looked out for them and stuff like that. Like even I can speak on the incident as far as telling this one girl, hey, if y'all run into somebody, she's scared about these people looking at them in Walmart trying to kidnap them. I'm like, y'all run into somebody, just, just call me, I live right down the street. But just let me know and I'll be right up there. I'll pick y'all up, it's whatever. But I don't need to say, oh, I've been protecting black women all this time. What y'all bashing me for? I don't, I don't need to gloat about none of that stuff because I'm not really tripping off what's happening and what, whatever type of movement they got going on on Twitter because it's all like some watered down stuff, just some stuff that's unnecessary. Black men bashing, black women doing this, black men doing this, and stuff, unnecessary stuff that just get rooted down into the real world instead of Twitter. Yeah, like Twitter, Twitter is definitely like not a reflection of the real world. Because if that's the case, Trump will never become president. But, but yeah, he didn't lost this election. It's it's over. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, nah, I feel like I feel like, and when that happens, they'll like say like they'll bash us, but then they'll turn around and then say, "Oh, protect us!" Like you can't expect people who you're constantly bashing to turn around and then protect you. Then, like it doesn't work like that. And I feel like. A good bit of our women, I'm not going to say all women, I'm not going to say all black women, but a good bit of our black women. Because there are some good, there, there's too many good black women out there for me to just bash all black women. But I'll say black feminists, let me clarify that. Black feminists, I don't, I don't care what they think about me. But, <laughs> but yeah, I'll say, you know, black feminists out there, they'll sit there and be like, oh, you know, I'm independent, I don't need a man. No gender roles, none of this. But when you get into a jam, who are you calling? She's not calling no black woman. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like I'm just saying, like, you can't tear down your protection all the time. Exactly. Think, and think about it, like, no other group, no other group tears down their men like black feminists. I say black feminists because all black women aren't feminists. <laughs> but um, switching on to another subject, I feel like sometimes dudes, I, some, I feel like sometimes some black men or dudes in general, they don't value themselves. Like, what instances have you seen where, you know, dudes just really don't don't see themselves in the best light that they can? Ooh, people from my school, mm-hmm. going off my freshman year of college, they just, they don't, view themselves as anything. They don't mm-hmm. have goals or aspirations and no ambition. 
you just you can just look at them and like it's like a dull spirit. You don't know you don't know what they want to do with their lives, and and usually people like that they're not too well with women. Mm-hmm. They don't know them very shy and sometimes awkward. Yo, confession that used to be me. It used to be me. I'm a reformed sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm- on that one. Yeah. yeah, a lot of all of us went to that path went through that path everybody wasn't this old red pill or weird stuff like but like I was saying, a lot of these dudes they don't they don't have that guidance. I mean I'll try to talk to them, but I'm just one person. They mm-hmm. not gonna look at me as some type of guidance. I say, hey, do this and that, try to guide them and them out, but it doesn't always work. It's like, who mm-hmm. you? I'm not about to trip over you not being able to articulate your stuff right when speaking with girls and stuff like that. Having any goals or ambition, and I I speak some truth to them, speak some power into them, but that's all I can do. I can't really make them go and do that, and it kind of makes me feel bad sometimes. It's like I see a lot of potential in people, mm-hmm. but they don't themselves. So it's like, dang, it's just wasted. Yo, no lie, like, I was literally like that throughout high school. Like, I was afraid to talk to women. And then, like, when I did talk to them, like, I used to, like, worship the ground they walk on. Like, it was bad, bro. And, like, <laughs> and, like when I used to message them, I used to get the, aw, thank you. And I thought I was doing something. Like, no, you're actually not doing anything. That's making them, like, less. But I'm not saying you have to come out here, you know, be a hole about things. You don't have to be like that. But you do need to, you do need to have some confidence about yourself. And I didn't, I did not get that until I entered into college, and I knew that I didn't have to see the same people every day. Yeah. Like yeah. once, I, once I realized that, I'm like, okay, like the flip just like automatically switched literally that fast. Yeah, I learned. I had to learn that the hard way. I'm like, yeah, this stuff, all of this hard eyes and. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff, they ain't okay. They ain't okay. I had to kind of get a little bit of arrogance within myself and and not really trip over too many girls not worried about me and just focus on what I'm doing. I'm like, they gonna come. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I wasn't that tall in the beginning of high school. I grew like five eight-ish our freshman year, real shy, didn't know how to talk to girls for them, and just kind of stayed out the way. But they were attracted to me. I just didn't know how to talk to them at all. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I hit that growth spurt, it was free game after that. I was <laughs> like, I ain't, I ain't got to do none of this extra stuff. I just got to be myself. And if I don't like them, cool. If I like one, cool. Just keep it pushing and not really think too much about it. I'm like, I'm 16, 17 years old, and life still goes on. And I, I can't really put my put myself down and worry about what other people thinking and stuff like that. Yo, I was having a conversation with one of my homeboys, and I had made a statement. I had said... When it comes to relationships, men and women act their best towards each other 
Now, two different points. Men act their best towards women before they have sex with them. Women act their best towards men before they before marriage, if that marriage does not have a prenup, or before they get pregnant. Yeah. Because in those two situations, it's about leverage. Because like Kevin says, women control sex, men control relationships. And like in those situations, like some dudes may they just may want to hit it and then just leave. But if a woman's trying to get with you, it's rare that she just wants to hit it. That's that's very rare. But you, you'll find a few like that, but that's kind of rare. And that, brings, and that brings me to another point. I don't know if you remember what LeVar Ball has said about LaMelo going into the league. Oh, yeah, I remember that. LeVar said he's, that he's not going to meet any, really any good women in the league because they're just going to try to get a check out of them. Yeah. I mean, he's a young guy. What, 19? The women, they going to want one thing. They going to want the money, want the attention, want everything it brings to them, but they not going to like him. They going to they gonna like him for what he can give to them instead mm-hmm. of respecting him as an actual person. Mm-hmm. So, I like LeBron. He going he gonna to keep it the same, and he's not going to show nothing with his kids. And he's right. Bro, I ain't gonna lie. When it comes to public figures, LeVar Ball is the father of the year. I don't care what nobody says. Like, I am ten toes down behind LeVar. I even got a big ball of brand shirt in my house, bro. <laughs> like, for real, for real. Like, I look at it like this. Like, and when he has said that, if you look at the comments, if you look at what the men were saying in those comments, you'll say, he, you'll hear men be like, he's not lying. He's speaking that real. He's telling the truth, but yeah. but you'll see a lot of women. A lot of women wouldn't say he's lying, but they'll come as like with an emotional response, like, "Well, men, you know, men do that too and stuff like that." They but like, love. yeah, but they'll. But it's like rare that you'll actually see them say like, "Oh, he's lying, though." Yeah, and that's and, my, huh? Yeah, it's never like with a female. Like they get a bunch of fame and notoriety, and it's never like, "Oh, watch out for them dudes; they're gonna take your money." Yeah, never. They never tell that to one. Never, never. Rare. Like it's rare. I'm not gonna say it hasn't happened, but it's rare that a dude gets with a woman, and like. One either takes her money or two builds a brand off her. Yeah, because I, there's there's plenty of occasions where women have gotten with famous dudes or dudes with a lot of money. He got a baby or a ring out of her, and been able to get money or build a brand off of her. I mean, think about it. It's called basketball wives. <laughs> think about it. That show was literally built off the back of Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Johnny O'Neill, she kind of gave that show a boost being there with her and her kids and stuff like that. You know, I'm not, I can't hate on Shawnee O'Neill for that. I can't. She's hustling out here. I yeah. can respect it. But now, like, like, like I was saying, like, I want dudes to actually, like, value themselves. And when I say value yourself, like, make sure, like, whoever you're trying to be with, you vet them. Yeah. One, you vet them. Two, 
you don't get them pregnant before you marry them. You got to watch who you put your seed in. That's, that's one of the biggest parts yeah. about valuing yourself. Like, don't be out here being like future. Please don't. No. Seven, eight baby mamas. Not even worth it. None of us are built like that. Throw that narrative in the trash. Get the future jokes, but that yeah. life ain't it. <laughs> and like, mind you, like when it comes to future, the way I look at it, man, it's just jokes with me. Like that, yeah. That's really like why I like him like that. I mean, mind you, he makes fire music, but it's the way that's like some women, they just talk about, oh, future's so toxic, future's this, future's that. Yeah. But think about it, like, the more they hate, like, the more money he makes. That's why Kevin Samuel blew up. Yeah. His Instagram blew up. YouTube blew up. All of that stuff blew up. Hate will get you far. Is it going to bring a lot of stranglers up in there that actually like your content? Or a lot of haters that's going to sit up there and want to watch you, watch your every move, and sit up there and comment on whatever you're doing and making sure you stay in line and stuff like that. There's a lot of people like that who pop up on my account. I just block mm-hmm. them. I, I don't need you on my account following me just to argue and just leave. I'm not going to follow you back. Mm-hmm. There's no in on my account and stuff like that. But hate will get you far as far as that. But too much hate, that stuff, you might be cooked. Yeah, I'm going to tell you who really mastered that concept is Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather really mastered that concept because think about it, people were literally paying for fights just to see this man lose. And he knew that. And he knew that he could be able to, he was able to milk those people out of their money. And that's that's one thing I don't get. I mean, like you look at Twitter, you look at people like Tommy Lahren. Tommy Lahren literally makes a living pissing black people off. Oh, yeah. Ooh, a bunch of them conservatives. Oof. All of can- Oh, Candace Owens, man, he's making bank off of black people. Yo, man. yo, speaking of Candace Owens, you know I met her. You did? <laughs> I met Candace Owens, bro. There's actually video of it. You go like it's on the Turning Point USA page on Facebook. But you're gonna have to go like deep down. it's like somewhere in the archives. But yeah, it's like early 2019. It was a turning point USA event. I was like, maybe like one of them single-digit black people up in there. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie, like, it was kind of a cool event. It's not, I mean, I didn't agree with their views or nothing, but it was actually pretty civil. And, you know, I would say, I don't know, if, I don't know. I wouldn't say that University of South Carolina is liberal. They have a lot of liberal people, but I think they have, like, a lot of conserv- closet conservative people. Because the amount of people who was up in there, like, yo, it was a packed house. Like, it was standing room only up in there. (laughs) I mean, MAGA hat and all. I just wanted to see what the hoopla was about. And it was free. Uh, Yeah, it's easy. That's easy. Easy. Like, Charlie Kirk was there. He was there. And, like, the College Democrats actually came to the event, too. And, like, it was civil. Yeah. You can have you can have stuff like that. They they ain't gonna take none of that. They will get you out of there. They don't care about getting called racist. None of that. They gonna call the cops. Get this mf out of here. They causing ruckus. We not gonna fight back, but we gonna get you out of here. And 
that's why I I don't even worry about what the conservatives really be doing a lot. This is like they kind of be in their own world, and it's not really they don't really say a lot of things that could affect stuff that could be really detrimental. Like liberals, they say, oh, it's five hundred something genders and stuff like that. Like that's stuff. <laughs> Little kids need to be transitioning whenever they feel like, like stuff like that. That's that's why I'm always on their heads. Yo, when they talk about like kids being able to make decisions like that, you know that in DC now, kids can actually consent to a vaccine without consulting their parents. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, and Muriel Bowser, the Democrat mayor of DC, signed it into law. Bad. It's gonna be a, they're gonna be coercing all of those kids to do this and that, or gonna be a lot of parents that's gonna make sacrifices and say we homeschooling, we not about to do this public schooling, and none of that stuff. And that's that's the goal that should be with every parent instead of just allowing them go up in their silly wood with these teachers. Oh, everybody should get vaccinated and stuff like that. And, shoot your kid up with some aborted fetal tissues and some animal kidneys and you don't even know where a lot of this stuff even came from and just it's just too much yo i'm gonna let you know now i'm not taking that vaccine i don't yeah. care if i get it i get it i'm, gonna, I'm just gonna fight it Thanks. now i ain't gonna lie it's probably gonna be rough now but my thing about that is, no, one thing I want to ask you about is, why are you so anti-mask? <laughs> why? <laughs> my thing is, is that everybody should have a choice. They say, oh, my body, my choice and stuff like that. But when it comes to the mask, like, oh, you, you need to be careful of others and worry about them. And But my thing is, how are you going to make me wear something that I don't even want to wear? And who, mm-hmm. what? says this actually works and all of the science said in the beginning this is not 100 percent effective they say mm-hmm. oh 80 percent and it'll work it'll stop droplets and stuff like that it's not 100 percent we've been wearing these masks for all of these months and cases still rising people still getting it and and it kind of diminished the flu completely everybody not even worried about the flu that's why i think COVID and the flu kind of mixed together and they don't know which is which sometimes. So I'm like, I went out last year, year before that, year before that, all these years of my life without wearing a mask, never caught the flu, had the stomach flu, middle school, but not the regular flu. But why should I have to wear a mask with COVID when the flu has been out there and COVID and flu got the same type of symptoms? Might be more contagious over that, but same type of symptoms, and I don't want to be walking around with no mask all the time. Stuff like that. That's just me. Unlike you, man. I'm, unlike you, I'm pro mask. Like I, I wear a mask everywhere I go <laughs> because I, I ain't taking no chances. I ain't gonna say that we've been wearing masks this whole time because you look in Atlanta, people just out there partying, no mask on, full. That too. People out there, Atlanta, LA, all the big cities, they party in Vegas. They doing their own thing without masks. And they make everybody else wear these masks, feel bad, and stuff like that. 
So it's like, they can do that. They don't shut down. But we got to do this and that. We're not a celebrity. We can't go to the strip club or go clubbing and have a big old party for a little baby in them because we're not millionaires. But we got to wear a mask, a mask up, and get all these tests and stuff. So that's why I feel like there's a lot of hypocrisy. Yo, another question I wanted to ask you. What's your problem with the WAP song? WAP? WAP is leading black women astray. Okay. It's just, it's sad. It's sad. Because I, I want better for them. And it's like, they get kind of this dopamine and stuff like that from music that don't really have a lot of meaning to it. That's why I, I like Lauren Hill. She mm-hmm. actually tries to uplift black women without being butt naked, talking about her vagina, whatever she's doing in the bedroom. And Meg and Cardi, they're, they're poor representation. They, they cry about, oh, they, they hypersexualizing us. They making us look bad. We can't even go out and get a job. We, we look like we got bad attitudes and stuff like that. Well, this is your representation. You got Meg the Stallion, Cardi B, um, some Nikki, all of them. This is your representation. This is who, who y'all put out in the forefront, who, who y'all are hyping up. That's the theme song of 2020. Wow. That's now, exactly their theme song. Now, they're going to say that, well, black men, they talk about sex all the time. You know, these rappers, this is who we put in the forefront. That's what they're going to say. But with these rappers, nobody really be worried about them. Nobody's, like, looking at them and kind of mirroring them, really. Like, as far as the majority. As far mm-hmm. as nobody, most of us cannot afford no diamond chain and all these rings and all these bling and all these girls. Most of us can't even get all of that. All these... Um, gold teeth and diamond teeth, no, all this stuff. None of us can really, as far as the majority, get all of this unnecessary stuff. That's obvious, just extra stuff. And with them, like the Cardis, the Megs, like that's, that's the majority of how they kinda, how do I say it? As far as representation, that's just, they look at them as idols. And Jay, the Aries, the weaves, the wigs, the butts, the makeup, and and the wops, all this stuff, that's that's their imagery as far as that's how the world is going to take it. We can go out. I can throw on a suit, and I can throw on a regular outfit and stuff like that. Nobody's going to be like, oh, Quavo and Future and stuff like that. No, that's, that's not how I'm going to carry myself. I don't have dreads and nothing like that. Not trying to really pick up whatever they're trying to do, really. I might do that in my private time, some dudes, but that's not how I'm out there in the public eye. That's the representation in the public eye as far as the majority. That's how I see that. See, with me, my view of WAP, like, I don't actually, I actually don't have a problem with the song. I really don't. My problem with it is that is being promoted as empowerment. That's my issue. Because the song's actually pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I like the song, but 
the fact that it's being promoted as empowerment. Like little girls look up to that. You don't want little girls acting like this. And like when it comes to the rap music, like and they talk about like oh like dudes talking about sex and stuff like that. We're not promoting that as empowerment though. No. Not at all. And that's my difference. But like you'll hear like you'll have people who who'll hear this. You're like, oh my God, those two are so misogynistic. I can already see it right now. That's why I gave the warning at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> but um, like I said, like, like the songs, the song's not bad. It's just the fact that I don't want little girl, I don't want little black girls to be looked at coming up this way because they already got it hard as it, they already got it hard as it is right now. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Like, it's not really the song per se. Like, go and get your, you gonna go get your money, but black women they should look at it. It's like, is this how we are looked at in the world, and this is who we want? Speaking on what we got and what we got going on, that's that's how I see. It. If they can bring out this WAP song. To you and your crowd, and you're their audience. That says a lot about you than it does about them, because they're just trying to get money. Mm-hmm. That's they're trying to get money. Put out a banger song. That's it. But it says a lot about who their audience is. Them as an individual, because a lot of them, Cardi B even said, she said, "I'm not gonna get a lot of attention if I rap like a rapper." How about talk? Sexually, this is what women want to hear, and this is how I'm gonna make my money, and this is what I'm gonna do to get the money, and she she's doing it. So that's why I'm like, she can do them, but if this is this what y'all want is y'all representation, don't get mad when that's all people look at you as. And then like, I feel like when you look at stuff like that. Like the mind you, like during this pandemic, the OnlyFans culture has blew up, and then you're like, you'll have women try to shame dudes for saying like, we don't want to be with a woman who has an OnlyFans. But if you look at something like that, like the only like us not want to be with somebody who has an OnlyFans, we're not just looking at the present; we're looking at the future. Because think about, it. what if y'all have kids, or what if that woman has a kid now? And that kid's in school, you know, somebody's trying to mess with them. What's what are they gonna say to that kid? At least my mama doesn't have an OnlyFans. Yeah. Bobby is gonna get made fun of every single I mean, shoot. I I mean let's not exempt the dudes, like dudes got OnlyFans too. I you know, I ain't rocking with that either. Nah. I mean, they'll be like, Oh, that's what we just keep exclusive content. That's what we have Patreon for. My thing is get some money, but know what the consequences are in the end. Mm-hmm. Know what's, know, know what's going to happen. Know as far as dating market is going to look like. Know what's going to happen with your kids. Know what's going to happen with your last name, your family name, your family in general, your jobs. Mm-hmm. That beauty, them looks, that's not going to last forever. Mm-hmm. And the only market is going to crash as, as long as people, women and, and young people in general, they're going to keep on getting older and older. And somebody's gonna replace you. Gonna you gonna hit thirty? There's gonna be an eighteen year old that will replace you. Simple as that. Cause mm-hmm. a lot of 
they waiting, they waiting to turn 18 to hop up in the game. A lot of people making ten, fifteen thousand dollars a month easy because a lot of dudes they ain't got no strip clubs, nothing else to go to. So they're like, hey, might as well pay for an OnlyFans account and finish it off like that. I'm not even gonna lie, man. Dudes who are actually out here paying for OnlyFans account, I got a huge problem with them. Like you ain't got nothing else better to do with your money. You don't value yourself that much, man. Invest in something. Do use that money to try to make yourself better. Go buy a gym membership. Like for yeah. real. Yeah, that's why I say if it wasn't for men, there wouldn't be an OnlyFans. They know how to take advantage of dudes who already not getting none in their real life. Just mm-hmm. take advantage of them and take their money and use it for profit. That's mm-hmm. the only So that's why I'm like, get your money, you know what the consequences are, but also men, they're really more responsible because they're the ones paying for it. They're paying $10 a month, thousands of them, just to see something they can look up on Pornhub. Simple as that for free. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now we're not advising you do that now. Yeah. Because, you know, something that, you know, you can't have a, a significant increase on a man's value is sexual discipline. Yeah. Now, what what advice would you give men to be the highest value that they can be? Mm, good question. My advice would be know what you want to do. Know what you want to do focus on that and don't really worry about what other people got going on. Don't try to be something you really not going to be and don't try to mirror other people. Focus on what you got going on, what you're trying to do and try to go for the highest of the high. Don't lower your bar just to make yourself feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Break the up and try to make those achievements and focus. That's why I say focus is really number one. Your focus is messed up. Do not even go reach those heights that you actually want. And what That's advice what advice would you give the women to make them the highest value that they can be? I would say don't listen to these birds. Yeah. <laughs> Don't listen to the birds. A lot of them are miserable, bitter. They already went through all these heartbreaks. They want you with the misery loves company. And I would tell them also just to value themselves, their bodies, because mm-hmm. what they don't realize is their value is different than men. Mm-hmm. And longevity of their value is slightly actually astronomically shorter than men in general and don't waste all of this time trying to party and do all of this wild stuff focus on what you want to do in life whether you want to get married you don't want to get married but you want to get married focus on these wife objectives and what you got to do to be a wife or if you want to focus on business Mm-hmm. Focus on that, but don't try to bring other people in your bubble that don't really want to be there and focus on that. I also would say discipline with them, not sleeping around with all these dudes just because, 
Oh, the dudes do it too. Well, you rack up your bodies, nobody's going to want you after that. Mm-hmm. When you get pregnant at a young age, you're going to be out here looking like the girl with Kevin Sainz. going to be 35 years old looking for a man. You got all this money, and nobody's going to want you for real. But you, got a, you got a kid. So that's what I would tell them. Know their purpose, whether if, if it's marriage, marriage, business, business, or if they just, whatever they want to do, know what they want to do and focus on that and don't disrespect their temple just for some quick pleasure. Yo, and like the women who will be like, oh, I don't need a man or nothing. Oh, I'm good by myself. I, I'll, tell you the, I'll tell you the three times when they're most lonely. Well, it might be two. <laughs> Holiday season, Valentine's Day, and if you're in college, fair time. Yeah. And the birthday. You're going to have nobody that's going to bring them this special present. They're going to look at mommy and daddy, whoever's there taking care of them. That's who they're going to look at bring them a present. I don't even think they're tripping on birthdays like that. But I'm just saying, like, those three type of dates because, like, around those times, you'll see a lot of couples posted up then. Yeah. And, you know, you got to look at yourself like, oh, I'm lonely. Because <laughs> <laughs> think about it, like, Christmas just passed. And, you know, you got these couples in matching pajamas, getting yeah. gifts for each other, taking pictures for the ground. Yeah. They might say they don't want it. They don't need no man, but they they want it, but they don't want to admit to it because it's some other bitter, miserable women that tell them, you don't need no man. You you will pick me. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the shaming for, for women right there that actually want to deal with men in the proper way. Dude, think about it. Like, we're pick. You and me are pick me. We want to be picked. <laughs> Like, why would you not want to be picked? <laughs> Do you want to be in life alone? <laughs> That's what it's looking like. And they they say, "Oh, I'm all bad by myself." You're gonna be you're gonna hit sixty years old, and nobody's gonna be there. Whether you you got a kid, your kid gonna be out there doing their lives, or you're alone and just you and yourself. At the end of the day, we're better men and women are better together than alone. Absolutely, man. We need more family units. Thanks. But yo, man, this has been a dope episode. We probably could do more, but I ain't trying to hold you that long, man. Yeah. Appreciate you bringing, on, bringing me on here. Been waiting to get on here for a minute, man. <laughs> it was worth the wait. We had a solid conversation. Bro, we gonna start the year off with a bang, bro. No. <laughs> no lie. But, yo, is there anything you want to promote before we get out of here? Yeah, y'all, follow me on Twitter at RealLathan, N-O-I-G, Prom.Lathan. Over there, if you guys want to come on my podcast or you want to follow me, go ahead, add me on all of those things. On Snapchat to A-L-1-T-H-1-N. And try to keep in touch. You got any questions, you hear this interview. And, yeah, me and Jonathan, we're going we're gonna, to – Chop it up again for sure. Yeah, bro, you got to get me on, man. No cap. Got you. I got you, bro, for sure. Yeah, man, but shoot. Happy New Year to everybody listening to this episode because that's when this thing's dropping. And let's start 2021 off with a bang. I'll see y'all later.